I'm sorry I screamed. continuing this book we're continuing to talk about the ambivalent man yeah legit i thought we'd only do one episode of this but we barely got we like didn't even have enough time to get to the third kind of ambivalent man and there's like five or six so we got we got a lot to talk about here (laughs) all kinds of ambivalent men out there (laughs) Yeah. We have to For get those people who the heard the last episode and were like, I'm I'm off. None of those have to apply to me. Psh. Watch out, bro. Just you wait. We got four more coming <laughs> oh, your way. Oh, there's more, baby. We're going to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> you will get caught. Somebody will be an ambulant man. <laughs> oh, also, I wanted, as a side note, I wanted to let people know that Rhonda told me personally that the book is no longer called this. Oh. Um, oh, man, I don't have my phone, but I should tell you what the proper name of it is. It's similar to this, oh. but go to her website. Find her on Instagram, uh, and she has the newer title for the book where she actually gets the royalties if you buy it. Oh. If you buy the, like, updated, newer version. What's her full name? So Rhonda Findling. Got it. Has republished it since with a slightly alternate title. So if you buy the newer version, she'll actually get the royalties from that versus if you buy like the older the version, old version, that's but she's the, not going to get any profit off of it. The new one, the title is When He Can't Commit What to Do When You Fall for an Ambivalent Man. Yes. So it's essentially the same book. I think it's just yeah. different titles. Um, but, but this yeah, one you can that buy. Out. That one I think you can only buy used. But this one you can buy. Brand spanking new. Uh, new. No dog ears. I, yeah, shit. you can get the. You can get when he can't commit. You can get it on Amazon. You'll be making the dog ears. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. a lot of highlighting. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be one yellow ass book <laughs> by the time you're done. <laughs> Um, All right. With that being said, I think we should just dive in. Don't keep new thoughts in little cages. Sit down now and turn some pages. It's a Because, okay, if you guys haven't listened to the first part of this, it was, the episode is called The Commitment Cure, uh, part one, and we talked about the two types of ambivalent men, the casual dater and, uh, the runner, and the runner, oh my god, we we missed one, the (laughs) man who plays parlor games, oh my god, (laughs) 
my god. <laughs> the man who plays uh, parlor games. Now we got to get into the Is man he from, who like, plays the 1800s. <laughs> hey, what'll it be? Uh, five card spread. Uh, five card spread. I mean, I feel like a lot of these men are very similar. Like, I, I don't see, like, I guess we'll have to keep going to see what the major, major differences are. Mm-hmm. But I think essentially the idea is a man who seems really interested in you, mm-hmm. but then isn't. isn't. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? Um, but let's, I'll, I'll briefly, let's briefly entertain the man who plays parlor games. Okay. <laughs> He always seems so interested in you, asking questions about what's going on in your life, gazing into your eyes while he speaks. You've even noticed him checking you out on occasion when you were all dressed up. You can almost cut the chemistry between the two of you with a knife. The only problem is nothing ever materializes from his seductive behavior. The flirting never goes anywhere. He never asks you out mm. on a date. Mm-hmm. So breadcrumbing, essentially. Oh. Kind of. It's like the guy that like is always flirting with you, but he never asks you yeah. out. And yeah. then you find out he's married or some shit. <laughs> uh, he's frustrating, confusing, maddening. You wonder if your dating instincts are off. No, you're reading his signals right. The problem is you're dealing with an ambivalent man who plays parlor games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I've definitely dealt with this type. Like, uh, this guy who would always like message me and be like, "Hey, what's up? What are you doing?" And like would have a conversation, and then you would think it would be like, "Let's hang out," but he never Mm -hmm. would ask me to hang out, and I would, and I was just like, "What's the point of this conversation?" Oh yeah, I think a huge way that this man has materialized in our modern age is through like Instagram DMs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like flirty story replies. Yeah. Always like, "Why do you wish to entertain something here?" <laughs> yeah. Because you it's never like, ask me out. This is my theory is that they do it for an ego boost. They just yeah. want to know that they could but they don't want to because oh, they're like unavailable. But they're like, but if I wanted to, they need that reassurance. That makes way more sense. Like on my like dealing with that with women who have done that. It's mm-hmm. I feel like that was always the vibe is like, oh, this is just kind of like an ego thing. Yeah, like they yeah. just want you to know. Yeah, but or- they're never acting on it. It usually happens too when you're like in a relationship or seeing somebody that those people will come out of the woodwork and start doing that stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of it, too, can maybe be something like a sort of like reassurance or like needing some sort of uh, plan B almost mm. like, oh, I'm seeing somebody right now, but I don't know how long it's going to last. So, yeah, I need let to see my can, options. Yeah. Let me see if I have people I have on the back burner. Yeah. In order to, you know, if this fails, I can just jump over to this one yeah. or whatever. I got their little lifeboats. Yeah, up, exactly. Aside. Uh, I mean, it's it's just fucked up on all accounts, but um, yeah. so there are, let's see, what causes his ambivalent behavior? This is the part we love reading. Mm-hmm. If it's a mommy again, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, when is it going to be a daddy? Oh, and guess what? It's a mom. Guess what? <laughs> the man who plays parlor games probably grew up <laughs> with a mother <laughs> who was cold, distant, and rejecting. Maybe even contemptuous toward him. 
There's a chance he was emotionally and or physically abused as a child. Oh, my oh. God. Uh, loving someone only brings up feelings of betrayal and pain in him. He feels more comfortable and less anxious, keeping a firm boundary, almost like a fortress. Hmm. Huh. That's something we didn't discuss as an option. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That the, almost sounds healthy. A fear. <laughs> well, it's not. It's a fear of intimacy. Yeah, that's true. But I, I understand, like, maybe the thing of protecting. Like, it, like a lot of people who do have that fear of intimacy will still, like, engage and then play really fucked up games post mm-hmm. having sexual relations with somebody. Yeah. This person's at least not even letting it go that far. Yeah. So I, I think when it comes to people who have been, like, abused and play those games, at least he's doing it from, like, a totally different field. Yeah. That's true. There's a. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a lot worse for that one. <laughs> I, sure, sure. After, after, honestly, I know it's like a hypothetical person, but after I found out he was abused, <laughs> like in this, I was like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. You feel. Well, yeah, yeah. It's more sympathetic for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says, however, being only human, he also craves intimacy yeah. despite his fears. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 so it's more of an anxiety angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he handles his simultaneous anxiety and longing for closeness by manipulating a woman into experiencing his feelings. This process is known as projection. Hmm. Um, so, but there's also others. Why does he act this way? Here are the real reasons why some men play parlor games. He is terrified of closeness. Mm-hmm. He is struggling with sexual identity issues. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Rhonda. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's saying deep down he might really be attracted to men. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> what year is this? Okay. Uh, Well, no, it could, it's like, I mean, I could see that. When, you know, yeah. when, when they don't really know who they are and they haven't really been... Sure, sure, sure. You know, I feel like that's a it younger and then, sort of. Yeah, and then they mm-hmm. like kind of play games because they're like, I feel like I should be doing this, but yeah. I mean, it reminds me not a lot really of, into it. Yeah, the Colton Underwood saga from The Bachelor. Oh, Anybody know that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard of it, but uh, yeah, I haven't. Cl- yeah, closely. His was like on another level, though, where he like picked the woman the bachelorette mm-hmm. and they like dated for a while and then they broke up and he like went off the deep end and was like obsessed with her and was like oh. begging her to like stay with him and i think even like people were saying that he like stalked her oh, and yeah. shit like that and then he came out like a uh, few months later yeah. uh so i you know i understand how there's like something you're clinging to because you don't want to, you're not ready to face this part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially him. He comes from a more conservative lifestyle, like yeah. religious family. Uh, that's not as like, you know, accepting of that sort of thing. But yeah, that's on the total other end of the spectrum. But it does make sense to some degree. And especially that if we're yeah. thinking a lot of these like different versions of the ambivalent man it's like the higher percentage of it is these people are usually in their 20s with a lot of this stuff which is also an age where you you might not know or have come to terms with your sexual identity yeah so that could also be like a little like latency as well because it does seem like a lot of these people though there are people who probably still do this shit in their 30s and 40s as we all know but oh yeah yeah. like (laughs) most of a lot of it's in the 20s like yes almost everybody had a little bit of this in their early 20s yeah yeah 
Um, moving forward, he is contemptuous toward women. He gets pleasure from teasing women with a relationship, knowing he's never going to ask them out. This kind of ambivalence might result from a childhood with an abusive or overly seductive mother. Wow. Okay. Or, okay, here's what we already did talk about. He's involved with another woman. Yeah. 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 Uh, some men are truly interested in a woman they're acting seductive with, but are already involved with someone else. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's, the, that's the parlor games. And then here she gives advice on how to deal, how to handle this kind of person. Don't invent a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, if it's not there yet. Yeah. And I, I've been guilty of that. Uh, don't idealize him. See him as he really is. Don't put him on a pedestal. Yeah, which Please sometimes we all do with people who are like somewhat playing that hard to get game. Yeah. You start believing that they are hard to get when really it's just the game. Yeah, it's totally like a facade. Yeah. Um, don't stay in the situation. Duh. I mean, easier <laughs> that, said that than done. That should be done. in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling the plug. Confront him. <laughs> Warning, this discussion could lead to feelings of rejection and anger for either or both of you. The entire relationship could spoil and even end. Which, wouldn't that be good? Yeah, I mean, there was hardly a relationship. It, it seems like that's almost the problem. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're, we're not actually dating. Maybe we should stop dating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was the parlor games. Moving on. <laughs> we got the fling man. <laughs> Okay. Is that a play on the wingman? Uh, I don't think so. Sounds like it. Maybe the wingman is a play on You're the right. wingman. You're right. uh, let's see here. We got a little. <clears throat> Making love to him is electrifying. He looks longingly into your eyes, searching your soul. Sometimes he even tells you that he loves you. There's nothing like it. Then two weeks pass before you even hear from him again. No explanation. Just a brief excuse, and the seduction starts again. This is 95% this of is... men that I encounter. <laughs> really? Saying they love you within the first two weeks? Okay, maybe not, not that, that, but definitely. <laughs> that one's alarming. He tells you how much he misses you. He explains he's been very busy, but he was thinking of you. At first, you resist him, but you feel that intense connection kicking in again from just hearing his voice. Your longing takes over, and you let him come by. <laughs> and then so. What does that mean? What are they going to do? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> Talk about their feelings yeah. and boundaries? Yeah. Read a book. Uh, <laughs> Twelve signs of a fling man. So there's no doubt in your mind about who you are dealing with. Here are 12 signs of the fling man. He may not have them all, but chances are he's got most of them. He's impulsive, charming, a great conversationalist, very engaging, seductive, a good listener, good in bed, usually exhibits some major psychological flaw, <laughs> very sexually experienced, mysterious and secretive, superficially warm, outgoing hmm. that's yeah that's, that's every man in la yeah that's everyone i've ever slept with <laughs> <laughs> not me <laughs> i've slept with some 
downers. Uh, <laughs> so people who aren't dynamos in the sack. Yeah. Oh, a, a good amount of those. Real good amount. But still, wing, I think the difference is they thought they were good. Yeah. So that, I think, puts you some You got to have a lot in. of fake confidence to make it in this town. Yeah, yeah. Um, a fling man is a guy who intensely engages engages with you for a night, afternoon, or weekend, and then totally disappears. He returns out of the, out of the blue to have another transcendental experience of emotional and sexual merging of the body and mind. Having an encounter with a fling man is always filled with intense connection. I have had this happen to me so often. It's fucked up. Yeah. The guy that we both dated. Yep. That's exactly... Hmm. What happened where I was like, this connection is so strong. I can't be the only one feeling this. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, we we are vibing here. And then it's like, yeah, don't talk again for like a week, two weeks. And yeah. it's just like, what the fuck? The fling man description seems the closest to like a fuck boy in, in like the details of it all. K- kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I could see why, like, because f- fling man doesn't even sound that insulting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the real deal with the fling man? Let's find out. The flip side of the exciting fling man is that he will always ultimately disappoint you. Mm-hmm. He's unreliable and often deceitful. Mm-hmm. He has a hard time dealing with demands and boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask him what he's been up to while he's not with you, he's likely to be defensive, elusive, or lie. Mm-hmm. The fling man's major ambivalence is his intense positive and negative feelings for women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He really is completely into you when you're together. That's why he's so passionate and good in bed. Ironically, great sex actually scares him. He feels enmeshed and engulfed by you. He longs for that transcendent merging feeling as much as you do, but is terrified of losing a sense of himself. That's why he distances and disappears after such an intense encounter. But he usually returns when his anxiety about closeness has dissipated. Yep. Wow. Interesting. I've always wondered, like, wow, like, we just had amazing, great sex. Like, why don't you want to talk to me again? Yeah, like, wouldn't you want to do that again and again and again? Yeah. yeah. But this makes sense. Yeah, it does really they, make sense. Especially with that, like, coming back when the anxiety is dissipated. Thing. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that on the, like, other side of that as well. Right. Where you're like, yeah, didn't we just have, like, a great thing? Like, mm-hmm. It, like even if it was like we just started hanging out, so I get like, hey, we're new, we don't yeah. need to be hanging out all the time. But then when you're hearing like nothing back, and then a couple of weeks go by, and then they reach out, you're just like, what? What happened? I thought, right? Yeah. What happened was really good. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's it's confusing as all hell. How did he get like this? Okay, what what's our over under on on mommy? Mommy. That, this what, one has mm-hmm. to be big mom energy. What are our bets on mommy? Yeah. He has to say... have some kind of closeness, too, because he sounds like he really knows what it takes to, like, manipulate a woman, right? When it comes to, like, the, all the emotions seem genuine in a lot of ways to get you to that point. Well, it is. He, It, it is real for him, and yeah. that's why it scares him. Mm-hmm. That's actually an interesting aspect of it, of, like, you know – when we're always like, oh, my God, am I the only one who felt that way? It's like, no, that person really did feel that yeah, way yeah. when he was with you yeah, or she was with you. It's just because of that is why they're distancing themselves. Yeah. 
they're afraid of the intimacy mm-hmm. the yeah like yeah. that feeling actually scares them um how did he get like this all right ready <clears throat> mm-hmm. like the runner when the fling man distances himself he's dissociating from you and any feelings he's developed for you that's one of the main reasons you don't hear from him. He cuts you off in his mind as if you don't exist, so he doesn't have to struggle with his feelings of neediness and dependency that your great encounter brings up for him. Unfortunately, some fling men do go off with other women as a way of dissociating. Other fling, fling men just do their own thing. Overwork, go out with their buddies, stay home watching sports, overeat, work out for hours at the gym, get involved mm-hmm. in making fast money schemes, gamble, get involved in illegal activities, do drugs or drink, mm-hmm. go clubbing, looking for more women, and on and on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, okay, hold on. Here we go. <clears throat> the reason he hates his needy feelings is a result of... Bing, bing, bing. His childhood. <laughs> he probably had an exciting and frustrating ambivalent mother against whom he is harboring anger and resentment. His mother may have been there for him, loving and close, and then withholding and rejecting. She may have had psychological problems, a dysfunctional relationship with a man, drug addiction problems, or was mm. just exhausted from a stressful life. Okay, so like, I think my first question on every date going forward is what's your relationship with your mom yeah do you have any do you have any photos of you guys having fun like last week was she withholding like your mom (laughs) Uh, yeah that's the thing too it's like there's so much like mom descriptions i'm waiting for the one that's matched to my mom so far yeah it'll like there'll be parts of it but then they'll be like and then she completely ignores you i'm like that's never happened right I'm getting like halfway there sometimes. I'm wondering if there's one that's like for an overbearing mother. Because a lot yeah, of mothers are like cold and distant. Yeah. yeah. My experience is more like an overbearing mother yeah. and a controlling mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what the next best part of the section to read is. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Ooh, look at this. What kind of woman is able to hook a fling man? Interesting. That Mm. implies that it's possible to hook them. mm, Interesting. Rhonda, I'm curious here. Well, let's read it. Mm-hmm. Once they've like gone into debt from all the gambling yeah. and then the overeating, they're now overweight. <laughs> like maybe they're not getting laid fine. anymore. Uh, okay. Not all women have the endurance or flexibility to deal with the fling man's meanderings, and you shouldn't feel like you have to. Here are some characteristics of those women who want to fight for him a woman who can endure the fling man's non exclusivity. A woman who can endure the fling man's need to do his own things for however long that it takes without knowing what he's doing. A woman who struggles with poor self-esteem and doesn't feel entitled to be with a man who is accountable. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you don't want to be this woman. (laughs) Yeah. A woman who has self-defeating needs and can endure emotional pain and suffering. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. What are we going to get to the description of her mother? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, a woman who's just not that crazy about him. This meets the needs of two people who want a lot of distance automatically built in. Okay. A woman who doesn't mind being involved with a man who may be involved with illegal activities. Interesting. 
real real criminal angle on the fling man Mm uh a woman who doesn't mind being with men who aren't steadily employed and is willing to financially support him occasionally or all the time a woman who doesn't mind that her needs are taken casually this feels very like i feel attacked yeah (laughs) this feels very like oh you want to be with a fling man you have How about get rid of, of your self esteem? Yeah, exactly. Pay his bills. Become a criminal. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. So Rhonda's basically saying, "Don't be with the plane." Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. That was kind yeah. of a backhanded. That was a little yeah. of like a shady. Because somebody for a second was like, "Ooh, okay, good. I'm here's yeah, some yeah, secrets. Yeah. I'm gonna oh. get this guy." Yeah. And then it's like Just you're gonna kidding. have to be a total monster as well. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So that's that's a no on the fling man, everybody. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Okay, we're going a lot faster this episode. Mm. Yeah. Okay. The Eternal Bachelor. <clears throat> oh, she has a little story that she opens up with. Do we want to read this? Well, story? I mean, I think we all know what the Eternal... That's like... Do we? It's... <laughs> I think we all know what the Eternal Bachelor Somebody who's is. What is until it? He's dead? <laughs> okay, you go first and then we'll read the... Uh, it's the guy that is always dating people, but then it never works out, and he's like old. Isn't that the casual dater though? George Clooney. But then he, you know, he's gonna be a bachelor forever, and it, that's fine. Okay, what do you think, Jack? I guess that pretty much sounds like, like what it is. But then, yeah, you're at the casual dater. Yeah, I wonder how the eternal. I bachelor feel like the bachelor. The, yeah, the eternal bachelor has to probably have a better way to explain his boundaries of never wanting to be in a thing. Yeah, maybe there's more of like an because the casual dater wasn't aware. Yeah, maybe the the bachelor is like, I like this. I'm I a bachelor. A, I don't. I can't be. He's, I live he, in a bachelor apartment. The, ba- the bachelor. <laughs> the eternal bachelor is like, I'm independent and I like my own space yeah. and blah blah blah. Yeah, I can't so have he's no probably putting out some boundaries. Down. Maybe then, maybe yeah. that's the difference. Okay, let's yeah. see if we're right. <clears throat> the Eternal Bachelor is the emotionally healthiest of the categories described in this book because he has the capacity for a long-term relationship. However, he acts out his ambivalence by refusing to make a commitment to marriage despite his devotion to you. Mm. Okay. I think so he's are, actually in a relationship. He's in it, but he doesn't want the like marriage part. Okay. Mm-hmm. Although he's basically a decent guy, the Eternal Bachelor is frustrating because a relationship with him will eventually lead to a tragic ending if marriage is your goal. The Eternal Bachelor is usually a pretty good boyfriend, so it's easy to fall in love with him. He's not malicious or abusive. He just can't gratify your deep longing for permanence and family. Ah. He doesn't sound that bad compared to the other ones. He sounds like I he's would got take a this right yeah, now. Exactly, if I dude. met at least this guy sounds pretty cool. Oh, okay, you're at least down for a relationship. You okay. said he's a good boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time that phrase has been used in this book. That's <laughs> fine by me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like then when you're in the relationship, there's something that like keeps him from taking it. Yeah. Further. Well, yeah, yeah like uh, children. If he you just, want children, like, stops he's, he's at a not going to give you that. And if you want a wedding, he's not going to give you that. He's not going to yeah. give you the symbolism of permanence. But if the relationship's good, it could just keep going and marriage never happen. Yeah. So it yeah, depends, like, if you want like a family. I think like a modern Yeah, that's thing. definitely more modern. True. That people are doing. Like, personally, I feel like that's something I could work with. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I care to be married. Yeah, if you had to pick any of the guys from this book. Yeah. That, that one sounds like <laughs> a fucking Bachelor, winner. So far, he's the one. <laughs> Um, 
So he's usually never been married. He is preoccupied with hobbies and self-interests. He never mentions children or having a family. He has a bachelor mindset. I don't know why my A bachelor a degree. He has a bachelor mindset. He doesn't mention the future with you. He doesn't share information. Interesting. He's non-committal. You don't meet his family. You don't meet his friends. What? Wait, what? That's that's not right. But he's a boyfriend and he's a good one? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Hmm. Um, how the eternal bachelor operates. Uh, he just doesn't want to get married, basically. So he fears the high divorce rate. Wants to be available to meet other women. Oof. Doesn't want financial responsibility. I know a lot of those. Doesn't <laughs> want to answer to anyone. Likes to do things himself. Likes his own space. Was hurt from past relationships. Mm-hmm. Every fucking guy we've ever met. Uh, wants to be only in romantic situations. Wants to learn more about himself or do his own thing. Married to his work. Mm-hmm. We know that one. Wants a love compromise. Love compromise. Even though the eternal bachelor doesn't want to get married, deep down he still wants what every human being longs and craves for, intimacy. So he makes a compromise with his life. He gets himself into romantic situations where he gets emotional and sexual intimacy needs met. However, he only gets involved in a relationship with a woman when he knows it won't work out. For this reason, it's common for him to get involved with women who are unavailable. They are married or involved with another man or woman, consumed with their career, addicted to drugs. Uh, Unfortunately, due to his ambivalence, he also gets involved with women who are totally available. Mm -hmm. Often he doesn't let the available woman know he doesn't want to get married because she probably wouldn't go out with him if he volunteered this information up front. Yep. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so here she's talking about setting a time limit. Ooh, yeah. What's what's the time limit? So, if you're dating an eternal bachelor almost a year already, and there's no sound of wedding bells or talk of the future, maybe you should cons- maybe you should consider giving him a time limit. Tell him you want more than your present relationship. You want a future with someone. You don't want to keep schlepping around anymore. Tell him you'll wait a certain amount of time. If at that point you're not engaged, you're walking. Remember, it's a limit, not an ultimatum. You just don't want to invest any more time with a man who does not want to marry you. And at that point, you need to put your time and energy into looking for someone else who wants the same things in life as you do. It's what you have to do for you to get your long-term needs met. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, it's fair. If, if you're trying to get married, if that's a very important thing to do within a year. If marriage is something that you're a like, year seems pretty quick, But it's too. not. it's not even that you have to get married in a year. It's just like... We have to be taking steps that our, like, Mm -hmm. relationship is, like, growing or, like, that we're being more committed to each other. Or I'll walk. Yeah. And she says, listen to him. When you're in the beginning stages of dating and he says he doesn't want to get married, take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know so many women who are just like, I'll change his mind. Like, I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. Now I never if if a guy says anything I'm just like okay bye yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, don't manipulate him <laughs> if you're not happy with his decision don't make a hysterical scene don't try to trick him by telling him you're oh pregnant my God, please do Ooh. not no, do these moves I <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> get, just get pregnant. Just trick them and say, put a basketball seen, in your shirt one day. I've seen it happen. I, sadly, I have. I think we're talking about the same person. Okay. Uh, okay. I think we're on to the last one. The last category of ambivalent Ooh. man. Ooh. How, yeah. Okay. The ambivalent Cyberman. This is cutting edge when this <laughs> book came out. <laughs> I mean. This right. Because was, was this 2004? Yes, yeah. this is before Tinder, before, like... So this is like an AOL guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's legit about chat rooms. Craigslist. Oh, boy. <laughs> the You Got Mail, M-A-L-E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if this could apply maybe to online dating today. Yeah. He's part of the information age gone wrong. Hell mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> <laughs> this ambivalent man hides behind the computer screen to avoid relationships and intimacy. He can be anybody. The only way he can relate is in his house or apartment with words he's typing on a keyboard. Mm. He may even be afraid to speak with you on the phone. And the okay, ev- this is like this is like the people that like only want pen pals. Like in online dating now, yeah, yeah. like it's the one that are, like never wants to meet up, right? Which is, I guess, is kind of similar to the fling man in that yeah. it's just purely like flirty and doesn't get deeper. Um. Yeah, she's like, make it real. Call him to see if it's it really exists. If he doesn't call you, that's a bad sign. If you see him online a lot, look out. Which could apply to Tinder as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd be yeah, seeing some of the these same, same dudes on Tinder and, yeah. and all the other apps, and then I'm like, oh, wait, but I'm on all this these apps. This is like... <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh, wait, I'm seeing them. But I've also been here for six years or whatever. This is like also like how to look out for like a catfish person. True, mm-hmm. true. Like this person could be a catfish. Ooh, look, she writes, take him off your buddy list. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is AOL talk. Mm-hmm. Don't have cyber sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't we don't need this chapter. You want a cyber? We should update that chapter yeah, for Yeah, I think that we should, should be We should make it more job. about modern technology. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she does it in the newer version of the book. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, she could easily write a whole chapter on just Tinder and dating Well, that, that was my book. That's yeah. right. <laughs> oh wait, that's that's right. Alexander's that's our show. Book. Don't read the book. Just listen to this podcast and buy her book. <laughs> that's uh, right. <laughs> that's literally my book. So. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it like picks up where she left off. Exactly. Yeah. This is like the precursor. Uh, I think we we have more of this book. That was only the first half of the book. But I think the next few chapters are going to be interesting because they're about why you keep falling for ambivalent men. Mm-hmm. Why do you stay with ambivalent men? Okay, cool. So it's about us it now. It talking mm-hmm. about our behavior. Yeah. So we, we've gone over the categories. And look at yeah. that. The Desperate Woman. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little familiar. Well, right. Well, wanna... that was part two of our three-part series, The Commitment Cure. Uh, looking at this book by Rhonda Feindling. Uh, definitely, if you have experienced any of this behavior, if you want to tell us about your own ambivalent man in your life or woman, uh, please reach out. Let us know. We want to hear your stories. We, we want to play them. If you leave us a voicemail, we'll play them on air. You want to you wanna let them know that number again, Alexandra? Uh, yes, it's 323-435-6919. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, please. Yeah, Talk and, to and us. if you have any like solutions with how, like what you learned when you dealt with any of these people, please mm. share that as well. We'd love to have that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Let us know what you think. 
Yeah, we would love to hear from you. Uh, otherwise, stay tuned for part three coming up after this. <laughs> <laughs> after part two, believe it or not. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and or share it with a friend. If you really want to support us, subscribe to our Patreon, where you can access early commercial-free episodes, weekly mini-episodes, and unlock the full back catalog of bonus content. Submit a question or story to our number, 323-435-6919. Special thanks to our producer, Jack, for creating all of the original music. Thank you.